G'day. You're listening to The Misadventures of Bo Hogart and the Brilliant Blue-Eyed Woman. My name's Vic, plume.com. Chapter 11. The Gingerbread Man Woman. Enjoy. Some say there are only two states worth being in, Missouri and drunk. Unfortunately, I was only in Missouri on Route 70 and completely out of whiskey. Bob Dylan and Mick Jagger and Route 66 had abandoned me and I was now rocking across the USA with John Cougar Mellencamp who'd been hitchhiking inside the commercial fueled radio with a laid-back Jimmy B who was buffeting in Margaritaville. After too many hours of commercial captivity and too many purple trip tax, I was convinced a colonel was the king of fried chicken and Elvis Presley was running Burger King from inside Area 51. I'd been cruising all night, occasionally watching reruns of I Dream of Gilligan's Navy filmed in kaleidoscopic tripnicolor and screened on the inside of my eyelids. Evil forces would occasionally propel flaming white posts from the sides of the road straight at the front of the combi, like heat-seeking missiles from a trippy Wizard of Uzbekistan movie. It was a memorable night, but best left forgotten. Meantime, Mother Earth had spun around, leaving the dark side behind, allowing the gigantic and all-powerful dwarf star, commonly known as the Sun, to rise majestically from her horizon. In daylight, there were no white posts to be seen anywhere along the sides of the highway, and I wondered why I ever bothered wondering. The purple trip tax were beginning to wear off, and time was becoming a seeming reality. <laughs> While focused on the vibrations of the combi's wheels spinning above a road that trailed through a small Missouri town named Sweet Springs, ironically situated in salty old Saline County, my eyelids started drooping like a heroin-addicted sloth at a summer wedding rehearsal. I desperately needed some shut-eye, but sleeping inside the tattoo-covered combi wasn't a good idea. It may have been reported stolen by now, and that was a concern because it stood out like orange dog balls. My hippie beard and costume also stuck out, as well as the drug-induced pimple looking eerily like Jimi Hendrix, sitting upright and throbbing on the end of my nose. I needed to get rid of the combi and the hippie costume. In fact, I would have gotten rid of the costume earlier but I'd forgotten I was wearing it. John Cougar Mellencamp was now long gone and the stones were back, rocking inside the radio. Mick was advising me that I wouldn't always get what I wanted, but if I tried, sometimes I just might find I'd get what I needed and I needed sleep. 
Mick was a very wise man because standing just up the road opposite a sweet springs motel that looked more like a barn was a couple of backpackers giving their thumbs a suntan. I'd been praying for a couple of sweet brown-legged Swiss backpackers in miniskirts, one to drive and the other to spoon me so I didn't fall off the mattress while going around corners. And from a distance, things were looking good. Pressing my foot on the lever that made the road stop moving underneath me, I managed to stop the two backpackers directly at my driver's side window. Distance had its advantages, because up close I could see one backpacker was a male Caucasian. Aged in his early twenties, he was holding a lit cigarette between his middle and ring finger, like a James Bond villain. The other backpacker was an East Asian female of about the same age. Hi, said the female, waving her buddy smoke away from her face. We're heading to Kansas. Uh, clicking your heels ain't working, I replied. They stared at me blankly. Can you drive? I asked. Nine, the male said with a mathematical German accent. I can drive, said the woman, who turned out to be an all-original North American Canadian. I got my license about a month ago, eh? Great, I declared. You can teach your friend to drive, because he's not holding on to me while we drive around corners, that's for sure. They looked confused, and I looked deep into their souls. There was nothing smart about involving these people in my situation. It wasn't exactly safe for anyone to be around me, or more to the point, around the people who wanted to be around me, so that I wouldn't be around any longer. But I desperately needed sleep. So we had a chat and sussed each other out. The female Canadian original had a petite build, thin but shapely. Her skin was bronze and her dark irises highlighted the dazzling whites of her eyes. Two long black pigtails hung over the front of her shoulders, running all the way down to her waist. Her small perfect nose sat above lips so lush when she smiled I could hear the sun crackle. Her voice was also petite, but something about its tone warned me she wouldn't take shit for free. She wore a pair of bright pink hip-hugging shorts, suede hiking boots and a bright yellow t-shirt with black writing stating sarcasm, just one of the services I offer. A small backpack was slung over her shoulder. The male was thin, of average height and with unusually brown skin for a German. Small round eyeglasses sat on a pointed nose that sat on a gaunt face with matching thin lips. Short, fine, mousy brown hair matched his brown eyes, which matched the brown sultana-sized mole in the middle of his right cheek. He was wearing brown sandals and brown corduroy shorts, and if his last name wasn't brown, I would have been surprised. His t-shirt was also brown, displaying a picture of a pie chart with dark blue writing stating 3.14% of sailors are pie rates. On the ground next to him was the backpacker's regulation overloaded backpack, so bulging it looked like it might have contained white goods, a three-piece sofa and a kitchen sink. Pop in guys, I said, getting out to greet them. I'm Bo. Well, that's my name. I'm not really sure who I am. I gestured toward the combi's cabin and they climbed in. 
Oh, listen. I continued climbing into the back and onto the mattress. I'll be unconscious back here for a while, so please drive safely. Keep your eye on the fuel gauge and uh, wake me when we're coming into Kansas City, okay? Yeah, too easy, the German mathematician said. My name is Hans, and this is Gretel. Awesome murals on the microbus, eh, said Gretel, who I warned about accepting invites from old women living in gingerbread houses. That's original, eh, she said. Are you a stand-up comic? Uh, no, but uh, do you think I could give it a try? I asked. Definitely not, but if you do try, I suggest you try a lot harder, eh? the engine loudly, sending the combi jerking violently up the road, like it was being driven by a kangaroo receiving shock therapy. Sorry about that, Gretel called out. I only learned to drive an auto, eh? Ah, you'll be fine, I called back, Aretha Franklin's respect beginning to blast out of the speakers. The brake's the one in the middle, eh? As the combi lurched up the highway, exhaustion overruled any concerns about my new driver's driving. Better to have an awake stranger at the wheel than have me trying to sleep drive. I lowered my head onto the pillow, closed my eyes and was out like a broken light bulb. I was sleeping alone, the backpackers weren't Swiss and neither of them was wearing a miniskirt. Mick was right. I didn't get what I wanted, but I was definitely getting what I needed. Medical authorities warn you have now reached the end of Chapter 11.